I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Lee Nalon, Ike Austin, Drew Holiday, Joey Devine, Eric Piatkowski, Nick Van Exel, Ike Diagu. Patrick O'Brien, Sean Keane, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and musical guest Bananarama, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Dave Schilling. Oh, buddy, we are back and we are ready. Talk about some basketball. It's me, Dave Schilling. I'm here with Joey Devine, Sean Keen. Hey! It's Round Ball Rock. Hey, Guys, Dave. We have a hey, lot Joe. to get to. Oh, that was a deep baritone. What, can you do that again? Hey, Dave. Hey, Joey. Hey, Sean. Hey, Welcome guys. to Round Ball Rock. <laughs> that was uh. almost too erotic. Let's never do that again. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to rock block, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot to get to today. We're doing our Southwest Division preview. We've finally gotten through the chaff of the Eastern Conference, and we are transitioning to the wheat of the Western Conference, the fertile ground of America's Golden West. I'm excited. But before we start that, there is a player near and dear to Joey's heart that we need to talk about. CB4? CB4? 
Yeah. You call him CB for like the movie? That was what they called him in Toronto, I believe. Oh. That's pretty much the coolest Boy. possible nickname, a reference to a fairly forgotten Chris Rock uh-huh. uh, mock rockumentary, rapumentary? Rapumentary, yeah. 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 It was like Fear of the Black Hat, but not as good. Right. Interestingly yeah. <laughs> enough, my basketball nickname in high school was RoboCop 2. Oh, interesting. Mm. Because I moved like a like a machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also very slow, uh, just like RoboCop. But I was uh, I was yes? called Godfather Three because I was so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, we've established before, I am we are good at I am good at basketball. So I was referred to as uh, he got games. <laughs> Jesus Shuttlesworth was my nickname. Uh, Chris Bosh revealed in a video. Mm-hmm. That he directed himself yeah. for LeBron James's The Uninterrupted, which is a, apparently a thing that I didn't know existed. I guess it's sort of like CISO or something, but <laughs> just for athletes. Um, he directed this. He said the team doctors for the Heat are not allowing him to play. It's something we already kind of knew, yeah. but now he's saying it in this very elaborate artistic video, mm-hmm. which is only chapter one of his saga. The series is called Rebuilt. Chapter one is called Lost. So I think we're going to go through all the stages of grief with our yeah. friend Chris Bosch. Can I, can I give you a quote yeah, that Chris, Chris Bosch gives in his self-directed video? The thought of being in purgatory. You're not on earth. You're not in heaven. You're just somewhere in between. You're in nothingness. Joey, does that sound to you? like someone who's going to come and play 65 games. Yes. In the next <laughs> yes. He's because, the best. Because purgatory is also where unbaptized infants mm-hmm. go. <laughs> yeah. This Who is, die. Also yeah. Darius Miles. Darius Miles also. Yeah. <laughs> he actually put up 25 points for a purgatory yeah. team. He's selling his shoes <laughs> to the demons. That's his reason. He Isn't crossed there... up St. Peter so hard it was sad. Isn't there a Wayans Brothers movie where one of the Wayans Brothers is in purgatory and playing basketball for the Golden State Warriors, I believe? There is a, I think, no, you're thinking of Heaven Can Wait. And that no, I'm thinking Warren of the Sixth Man. Football. I'm thinking oh, of yeah, the Sixth Man. But he's yeah. a ghost. Yeah, that's purgatory. But he no, he but, was so good in it. But he plays for was it the Warriors? I mean, they I filmed all the stuff at the Oakland Coliseum. I remember that. I want to say it's it's a it's it's it a fake Minnesota. team. I think. Let's look it up. Six man. But yeah, I was more of a Joanna man guy when I was growing up. But you mean yeah, you're, you're a big fan of the WNBA to this day. That's yeah. correct. Yes. Uh, okay, so. I don't think Chris Bosh is going to play basketball for the Heat, but I do think now that he is going to play He's going to play. Where does he go? This is the ultimate question. Where does he go? I mean, the Heat, as long as they have his contract, uh, I don't know if they're going to have to buy him out if they're not going to let him play, right? Right. How do, what's going to happen here? I, this is going to be a weird union issue, I think. Right. Waving him... The um, union's going to fight them. He's not allowed to play, even though he might feel like he can well, play. Well, I had heard... He could probably find a doctor to clear him that's not a team doctor. Well, that's what I'd heard. I'd heard Bosch had has, has had tw- uh, doctors clear him, and the Heat don't want to clear him. And I, w- I don't blame I, them. I, I don't believe, blame anyone. Well, I heard... I forget. It was on a True Hoop podcast, I think, where Bosch kind of thinks that... Uh, it's sort of a scam by the Heat to get him to get out of his contract. That's it's, what he feels like they're doing. 
Well, if if that's what he feels like they're doing, then he should just be like, all right, I'll take the buyout and I'll go play somewhere else. What is the incentive for him to kind of do this video series and pout about it? Because it feels it feels very much like it's subtle LeBron James propaganda because it's his network and all this stuff. I mean, I don't know his motivation. I just know I really would have liked to have been there for the pitch meeting. <laughs> like LeBron sitting down with uh, the rest of the rest of his his group, Maverick Carter, you know, Maverick Carter. He's he's the, yeah, Maverick Carter's like Tristan taking Thompson. notes. Tristan Thompson, I think, is like the writer's assistant <laughs> uh-huh. in this room. Yeah, uh, Chris Bosh is storyboarding this thing, and they're like, okay, I guess we could do rebuild. Who were you thinking of directing it? And Chris Bosh says, I'm directing it. I will be directing this web series and. Do you think there's any notes like this sounds kind of depressing, Chris, or is it like FX where they just give him a budget and oh, no notes? Well, no. What he do, simple thing he pitches it as, did you see Kobe Bryant's muse on Showtime? And everybody says absolutely not, yeah. but he still <laughs> says it's exactly like that. <laughs> and they're like, all right, fine. I mean, Kobe did it, sure, fine. And then they do it. Kobe Bryant, un- uh, once again, a trailblazer, guys. I would also say that uh, LeBron James produces the show Survivor's Remorse. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which is also a video series about basketball players featuring someone never, ever playing basketball. So it's an ideal fit for his production company. Here's my question. <laughs> okay. Chris Bosh directing a video, right? Is there anyone in the NBA who would be a better director than Chris Bosh? Because I think personality-wise, I think he's like a he's in your top ten percent of guys. Mello is in there. Uh, obviously, D'Angelo Russell has Mello- made some groundbreaking <laughs> films. Mello would take too many shots, though. You'd run under. Yeah, you'd run over a budget. Just covering everything. It's like I just want to get a shot of your hands. <laughs> um, I would definitely hire J.R. Fil- Smith to film a porno. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or just a really, guy. really good, like, 2 chains video. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Hype Williams should direct the next episode of this series. Just blow it out. Yeah, uh, that would be incredible. So you want to remove... It's like Bosch create... on a speedboat. There's a yacht. Yeah, there's just ladies with gold chains around their necks and, and very few clothes. Oh, wow. Champagne bottles popping. And all it's... Uh, it's about how he's spending his time wisely when he's not playing basketball. I would be into that. Do you think Chris Bosh maybe doesn't want to leave Miami because it would be difficult for him to lean up, lean in at home? I uh, thought he was all about leaning in at he home. He is, but so her candle store or whatever from the commercial is in Miami, right? Oh, sure. Like he can't help, he can't work at the candle shop if he's in Cleveland. So if you're talking about his destinations, you need a candle friendly NBA city. Yes. Well, definitely not Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Unless they're like biscuits and gravy scented candles. Well, to be they fair, just have like kerosene lamps, yeah, and yeah. they're using actually uh, whale oil still in yeah, the city to, of to Cleveland. Heat their home, yeah. right? Yeah. It's well, not decorative or for fragrance. To be but. fair, uh, they do that, but also it's a lot of just trash cans on fire That's with true. people that huddled around them. Couches <laughs> and trash yeah. cans. That is what Northeast Ohio yeah. <laughs> is really all about. Well, their their lake set on fire, guys. Lake Erie uh-huh. spontaneously combusted. So I think there's no need for candles. Let's move on from Cleveland. Let's say <laughs> Portland. Portland? What about it? For candles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were moving on topic-wise. Oh, no. Bosch, like, oh. Bosch would be a great fit. Uh, his IT background, I think he would dr- ride a fixed-gear mm-hmm. bike. His wife can have her candle store. 
Um, I don't. Are her candles fancy enough though? For Portland? Yeah, like the incense, the scents. They're perfectly artisanal. They're very yeah. bespoke. We don't it, know where her candles are manufactured. That's to true. To be fair, it could be. It's like a Mass Brothers chocolate situation where you think that it's authentic, but it's not. She has some Chinese company making her candles. Yeah. Huge controversy. Let's stay out of Portland just in case there's some sort of issue yeah. with that. Um, what about back to Toronto? Ooh, going home. Well, not home, but... Like, <laughs> they do have home. a much better Canadian healthcare system for when he inevitably collapses on the court. <sighs> He's going to be fine. Yeah, I don't want to... This, I mean, this it's not like he, he had two seasons in a row derailed by life-threatening blood clots. Those are probably gone for good, right? As you get older? I don't Blood know clots they, get, yeah, they a get a lot better. They get a lot better. They just magically get better. <laughs> if he dies, he'll come back as the sixth man, which, by the way, was uh, University of Washington. That was a team. It was a. They were college, a college it was team. A college team. Yeah, we were totally wrong. God, they should have really nope. set that at Baylor. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Yeah, we're moving on. <laughs> this has gone to such a place that I, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh huh. Just got paid, baby, by the Bucks of all teams. Uh huh. Milwaukee Bucks splashed the cash on their soon-to-be four years, hundred million dollar contract. Not a max, correct? Not what a max. What was the max they could have offered him? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But uh, he's gonna stay for at least four more years. Here's a question. I believe they gave him money and not a percentage of the of the cap as I well. Think so that, it is yeah. safe from. It's the same thing that happened with Clay Thompson, where. Right. They picked a dollar amount instead of a percentage of the cap. Gotcha. Here's my question, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here because you guys all know I love the Greek freak more than anyone. How many years into this contract is Giannis Antetokounmpo actually going to be worth that money, though? Because he's for sure not worth $25 million right now. But he gets he gets that starting next year, right? Yes. Eh, you know, I mean, two years in. Think about how much Evan Turner makes. Yeah, like he he's guys who are free agents are getting who are way worse than him are getting like four years and seventy five million dollars. I just always sort of feel like with Giannis, and again, he's like one of my ten favorite players in the NBA. He's still. It's so much, and he's still so much more of an idea than an actual NBA player. But don't you think that for a team like the Bucks to compete ever mm-hmm. in, in in the history of their franchise going forward, they have to just say, okay, you know, we drafted this guy, people love him, we love him, he can do a lot of great things if he develops. On a, a, a swift timeline, we just have to stick with it and and sign him. And who else are they going to spend the money exactly. on? Exactly, they're not. Sure. Going Who's going to gonna come to me like, oh, the the glory of Milwaukee? Like, yeah, some point. crazy Penny Marshall fan who's just like, I just watched. I love Schlitz beer, Laverne and <laughs> Shirley reruns, and Very everything kind of smelling like sausage all the time. Thon maker, you guys. That's who they could be spending <laughs> their money on. <laughs> they don't have to sign him to a rookie deal. He's fine. He's he's there. Um, but I he's also really young, right? He's like 25 at the Giannis, end of that contract. Yeah, yeah. He's 25 at the end of that contract. I just always sort of feel like 
Giannis is sort of like the Elon Musk of the NBA, where it's like, oh, imagine the things this guy could be imagining. Right. <laughs> but really, it's like, yeah, he makes he's Self-driving like driving car. Yeah, he like, weird. oh, he makes like a fucking car that's rich people. That's all way to change the world here. <laughs> I just, I, I, if I'm running Milwaukee, I have to just keep the guys that I've got. Uh, I've got to build something. So There's you're keeping a, Michael Carter Williams. Well, no, I mean, not necessarily. <laughs> no, I mean, you mean Jabari and, and Giannis he, uh, keeping the guys that have a future as opposed to, you know, the detritus of, of mm-hmm. previous. Greg regimes. Monroe. Greg Monroe. Get rid of him. He um, left uh, six million dollars on the table. There you go. That's not that much. It's a lot of smoothies. Six million dollars a year or six million dollars total? I think total. Total. Okay, yeah. That's not that much. Um, they've got the new arena coming. It could end up being, though, sort of like a, a, a Boogie Cousins deal. Where you're keeping him, but he's just silently waiting to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't know if Giannis will ever leave, and or want to leave at least. I depends. mean, he might leave, but it, I think it depends on how much he improves. Yeah, if he gets to the point where he is not where he's Kevin Garnett. And Did Balky ever move out of Cousin Larry's place? In the last episode, probably. Okay. <laughs> Leave the nest, young man. Because that's so, that's kind of how that relationship is. To, I feel like. <laughs> did you go back to Meepos? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I hope not. I never finished it. I guess I got. America's a beautiful place. But just but Netflix. just keep in mind that at the end of this season, Giannis will still be younger than Wesley Johnson was when he was drafted. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. You know what? The sky's the limit for those bucks. I love, <laughs> but I love Giannis. Let's talk about some other basketball teams, specifically those in the Southwest Division of the Western Conference. Okay, the New Orleans Pelicans there were thirty <laughs> and fifty-two last year. There it is. Uh, that's who we're going to start with. The Great. New Orleans Pelicans, uh, the most depressing team in the league. Uh, Not just on the court. No, off the court specifically. Uh, but anyway, here's the players they added. Uh, they added Buddy Heald oh in the draft. Oh boy. Uh, they added Alonzo G, Langston Galloway, Solomon Hill, Terrence Jones, Etwan Moore, and Lance Stevenson. So all but one of those guys are like solid rotation NBA players. Except are for they? Lance Stevenson. Yeah, they're all like, they're all like, uh, I mean... They're all like they added a bunch of guys who can play defense. Do you guys want to hear who they legit lost? Legit NBA players. Yeah, let's hear who they lost. Uh, they lost Ryan Anderson, Eric Gordon, James Ennis, Luke Babbitt, and Tony Douglas. They didn't lose anybody really that I care about except for Ryan Anderson because they lose a lot of three points. Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon are better than any of the guys they added. Well, hundred percent. Yeah. The difference is, I think that they basically let those guys who are. You know, very good offensive players contribute very little on the defensive end and miss a lot of games with a bunch of sort of more boring but kind of like generally competent guys. Because mm-hmm. um, last year they were playing guys at the beginning of the year that they were literally drafting off the street. Mm-hmm. Like they were starting guys who had not been on the team more than three days before. They had and, – and, and actually – one of those sort of random, where did this guy come from? I guess he started 12 games, guys. Also died during the offseason. So it's yeah. it's 
there's something to be said for simply having a roster where all six of those guys that they added are not going to embarrass you if they put if you put them in a game. Lance right. Stevenson may embarrass you in every other facet of his game <laughs> uh-huh. in the organization. Right. But he can, you know, like they won't have guys unable to dribble across half court. Do you think this is Lance Stevenson's last chance in the NBA? No. Yes, I do. I, I think, think so too. I think I, I, if he doesn't stick around here, who's going to take another flyer? Larry Bird. Again, bring him back? Yeah. I'm sorry that you abandoned us. Come yeah, on home. like as a uh, on a on a like a league minimum deal. Yeah, he'll tell Larry Bird will totally take Is another he shot. He's making the league minimum now. Yeah. What a sad story that. Anyway, that uh <laughs> you speaking of sad stories, uh everything in New Orleans. Uh there's been a uh, um, like a troubling amount of sadness around this team. Uh, people have died. Um, people have gotten sick. Drew Holiday's wife is sick, so he's going to miss the beginning of the season. Uh, is the New Orleans Pelicans the basketball team version of uh, the bad trip and easy rider that they have in New Orleans? <laughs> Um, I would rather. Can you describe the bad trip to our to a, less they, cinematically they go to a savvy listeners? Yeah, they go to a graveyard and uh, they uh, touch some fa- they touch it's, each faces. It makes you feel gross. Um, yeah. I believe what is uh, that was weird. Um, basically, is this team cursed? Is really my question. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I. I how d- and how do we fix this curse? Well, this is there was a legend actually at the end of the War of eighteen twelve when mm-hmm. the the Battle of New Orleans with Andrew Jackson. Um, there was Lieutenant uh, this British Colonel who led the attack. His name was actually Nigel von Smoothie, <laughs> and he was buried under the site that is oh now the Smoothie God. King Arena. Mm-hmm. And so, what I think they're going to have to do is exhume the body. Put in some boosts into that coffin, some protein, you know, some uh, mm-hmm. guarana. Shake, shake it up. Basically, just yeah, shake it up, blend it up, and and give a smoothie sacrifice. Basically, who See, has to drink it? I think I think it's going to have to be Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins, who is still <laughs> under contract. They signed him to a two-year deal. Hell yeah, they did. Look, that's <laughs> what Kendrick's for, and he might. It's going to be like Dumbledore drinking the poisoned Horcrux, and Kendrick's going to do it because he's that good a team player. He's going to set a pick on the curse, and he's going to hold the line, and he's going to play one and a half minutes a game for the remainder of the season. See, I think the way they become uncursed is they bring the King Cake Baby costume to Utah and leave it in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> and then that would curse Utah? Because yeah, of their connection I, to the... Yeah, but it, like, you, the King Cake Baby needs to be around the name Jazz. I agree. That's <laughs> Here's how they solve the problem. Contract the team and do a supplemental <laughs> draft. <laughs> The the Pelicans are a worthless franchise owned by a worthless owner. 
Uh, they should not have a team. They didn't support the Jazz. Mm-hmm. They're not supporting the Pelicans, even though they have one of the top five best players in the NBA. Which leads to my second question. Well, that that was a hot take, by yeah, the way. Was, yeah. I gotta say, <laughs> if Kanye down. West is here, he would grab the mic and say Dave Schilling doesn't care about black people. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about a team that the city doesn't care about. It is absolutely painful to watch a Pelicans home game. Well, here's my question about Anthony Davis. Are we literally just watching Kevin Garnett again? I We've talked about this before. Yes, this has to stop. <laughs> this aggression has to stop. So what could... Let the, him go. But what could the Timberwolves have done? Like, what's <laughs> what's the way to to stop this? I mean, besides, uh, so short of Contract contracting the, the team, team... And hold the supplemental draft. I mean... Obviously, you could move them somewhere else, but like personnel-wise, what like what could Minnesota have done to keep Garnett, and what could like it, are these moves of getting like a bunch of role players who aren't overpaid and can do basketball things? Is that they a good are step? overpaid? By the way, they totally overpaid these guys. They're capped out. But I mean, they were capped out before. No, they lost Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon, who were their second and third highest paid players, and gave the money to Etwan Moore, Solomon Hill, and Langston Galloway. But they added, like, six guys. I mean, I guess. But But a lot of those guys are are minimum guys. Solomon Hill, they gave a $40 million contract to. My feeling here is that you could get practically anybody to go to New Orleans to play basketball. It's the same thing as getting people to go to Miami to play basketball. Even when the Heat weren't great... They could still attract free agents. They could still attract fans, sort of. Uh, And Miami fans are not great for a variety of reasons. But it was a viable franchise uh, because it was run better. The, The Pelicans not only have a situation where they're not drawing people who are excited, but they also do not have someone who knows what they're doing, period. So they need to they need to fire Dell Demps is what you're saying. Yes, I think that's I they think need that's to start correct. Over. So how soon can the NBA legitimately fire Dell Demps? And then question two: how how soon can the NBA move a team out of New Orleans post Katrina? Is it 15 years after the hurricane? I think it's it's going to be a while. Yeah, it's going to be a while. It would be bad press. Whenever they move, if they move, it's bad press. It's a new arena. If they just rename the team, they have the best one of the best players in the league. It okay. Would be bad. We got to move on. We've spent way too much time on that bump. How long? How many wins do you think they'll get this year? Oh yeah, they won twenty-seven. They won thirty last year. I think they're going to be three games worse. I think they're a thirty-six win team. I think they're thirty-three. I think Anthony Davis is going to be more healthy. Yeah, I think they've. I think they won't be. They they legitimately weren't even starting NBA players. Much right. much less like. NBA bench guys. They were they were starting guys who would not have been in the league without their injuries, and just I think merely merely not having like piles of garbage on the wing. Right. That's five wins. Yeah. All right. The Houston Rockets. Ugh. Last year. Oh. <laughs> last year they went forty-one and forty-one, uh, which you know actually seems like. Based on the news stories you read last year, I think you would have thought they were worse than 41 and 41 and then better than 41 and 41. But 
Uh, they lost some guys. Uh, the players they lost. Dwayne Howard, Terrence Jones, and the Jet, Jason Terry. Uh, they added Ryan Anderson, Eric Gordon, Nene, Pablo Prigioni, uh, and added that center that Malcolm Gladwell loves because he shoots free throws underhanded, uh, Chinanu Unuaku. <laughs> great. I, I'm not excited also, about this team. Also, D'Antoni. Yeah. Mike D'Antoni. Okay. I'm not excited about this team. The guys that they added do not make them appreciably better. Nene has seen better days. Prigioni is not a, a piece for any good team. Anderson is a shooter, but shooting is not a thing that they lack. But what does? why are you worried about Prigioni? He's like their fifth guard. I'm just saying that they did not add any pieces during the offseason that I'm excited about. I mean, I'm they're going to be appreciably better. Their defense is going to be even worse because they don't have a real shot block. But if presence. you look at it, like Eric Gordon's better than Jason Terry. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then the Nene Ryan Anderson combo is better than Dwight Howard, not numbers wise, but like locker room wise. And like you have to expect, uh, D'Antoni will have them play fun basketball. I yeah. am excited about this team because I think them being terrible at defense makes them so much more watchable. Yeah. Like, yeah, like. They tried to pair James Harden with people who would try on defense, yeah. and it only frustrated. I them. think they're going to be super fun. They're I mean, they're just yeah. they're just going to run. Everyone's going to shoot threes, and they're going to give up like a hundred and ten points a game. I also think it's possible that James Harden has the season that people think Russell Westbrook's going to have in the D'Antoni system with all these weirdos around him. He's going to score a ton of <laughs> points. He he's going to get a ton of a thousand times. <laughs> Well, and he's he's also a guy where the the team, you know, like it's the narrative of the comeback mm-hmm. because even though it was kind of his fault, they went from the two seed to 100%. the eight seed. <laughs> them going back to the five seed will be this narrative of him putting the team on his back. Yeah, and but really, playing he'll have one done way, nothing not re- like nothing will have really changed except that his, you know. His score, he'll win the scoring title or something. I, yeah. I hate to be the one who brings up Kobe, but very briefly, you know, this is a, the narrative that Kobe went through was he was he allowed the team to collapse around him. You know, they restart the team, and then he's hogging the ball, and they're going out in the first round of the playoffs. And that sort of feels like what this Rockets team is going to be is a mediocre team with a very transcendent player. The Talent around this team is 100 times better than anything those Kobe teams had around him, though. Like those. Two, yeah, 2006, 2007 yeah. Kobe teams were very bad. Like, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just really excited. And, uh, yeah, yeah. All, all offense and no defense as a spectator? Love Hell it. yeah. It's like, it's like the 80s Nuggets or 90s Warriors. Dude, Warriors Rockets is going to be a, a fucking basketball love fest like those games are gonna be like 160 points to like 170 yeah do you think they're gonna have to put an asterisk on those free taco promotions <laughs> like oh god oh, unless the rockets and the warriors um all right i have a question yeah uh was there a presentation by daryl Morey at the sloan conference that suggested nba teams should pick up two injured guys from the new orleans pelicans <laughs> I was not invited yet again, so I can't say for sure. 
Yeah, can you get us an invite to the Sloan Conference? I have other things going on in my <laughs> life. I, I'm not dr- banging keys to get you guys into the Sloan Conference. I just uh, thought you liked Star Trek and basketball. Uh, also, Aren't you qualified? Daryl yeah. Morey, if you're listening to this, why did you unfollow me on Twitter? Daryl oh. Morey, if you're listening to this, why are you listening to this? <laughs> um, the one question I have for the Rockets is, and you, you guys kind of already answered this question by saying they're going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Does D'Antoni have the pieces in place to run his system? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I think James Harden's the point guard now. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Beverly is not going to play as much, I'm going to say. Probably not. Uh, but like Ariza, oh, Michael Beasley, Josh Smith, these are D'Antoni yeah. guys, dude. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting a real Tim Thomas 2006 vibe from Josh Smith already. I think Sam Decker is gonna be weirdly surprising too. Like Does Capella fit into this system. Capella's their the guy yeah. who plays defense. Yeah. He's uh he's their Sean Marion. Right. Playing setter. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I, I it would be great to find out if he was adopting other Sean Marion traits, like just eating at either a Wendy's or a McDonald's for every meal, Donatus. living in an extended stay America to save money. Here's what I will say. I think Nene is not going to play very much. <laughs> I don't think so either, which is a, it's a peculiar that they, they spend money on him. It's probably not a crazy deal. I think he only signed for a million dollars. Yeah, though. it's oh, really, really small. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. Then All right, that fine. team's fun. How yeah. many wins? I'm going to say 41. They're gonna go forty one to forty one again. I think they're I think they're they're over unders like forty one, forty one and a half. Mm-hmm. I think they're an easy forty five wins. I think they're a forty five to they're fifty a, they're win team too. <laughs> because I don't even think they're a great playoff team, but they are they are a nightmare to play at the second end of a back to back. Like they're very hard to prepare for. They're gonna and they're just never out of games. Yeah. You know? And right. I think James Harden's got a He's got some some real rehabilitation to do too. I don't think he has that. He's that done it in the character. past. He's rehabilitated himself in the past. Oh, oh! Quick question though: Will Mike D'Antoni be the same without his mustache? I think he'll be better. I think that mustache makes him look like a predator. Here's what I not I, the predator, a predator. Here's what <laughs> I love about him losing his mustache. I don't have to uh, hear. Lakers Twitter refer to him as Pringles anymore. My least favorite thing in the world. Because this is a Pringles man. Yeah, yeah. Well, he does. He anyway. doesn't look like the Pringles man. Uh, anyway, move on. What's next? Mustache Kobe Bryant. All right, uh, Memphis Grizzlies, 42 and 40. Uh, and guys, Grit and Grime, they had some uh, some movement this year. Ooh. <laughs> I would hope so. Uh, here's who they lost. They lost Birdman, Chris Anderson, Matt Barnes, Jordan Farmar, and Lance Stevenson. Wow, that's a lot of former Clipper <laughs> Laker greats. I'm Actually, gonna, wasn't Jordan Farmar on the Clippers too? Uh-huh. Yes, I'm going to say, though, collectively, that's a good group of names to have lost. Yeah, yeah It's amazing that they found all four of these guys to be in the same group because none of them are productive NBA players uh, on a traditional level. Uh, they added James Ennis, Chandler Parsons, 
Uh, Troy Daniels, Tony Roten, Wayne Selden, and then they drafted Wade Baldwin and Deontay Davis. Uh, isn't that Wade, Wade Baldwin, Baldwin the four? Oh, four. yeah. Four. Sorry. Four. NBA.com did not have the four. Well, we apologize jersey, on though. behalf of NBA.com <laughs> to the entire Baldwin family. And then, three Baldwins. And then the big news is they re-signed. They made Mike Conley the richest NBA player of all time. <laughs> I have no complaints about this team. Um, they got rid of a bunch of junk. Uh, they got Chandler Parsons, who mm-hmm. can still be very serviceable if he can stay healthy. Um, yeah, I mean, they're going to be the same team, basically, but without all of the crap that they signed because they had so many injuries last year. Uh, well, they added Chandler Parsons, who's really good when he's healthy. Right, yeah. No, I, I um, think that's a great move. And, you know, they, they really started rebuilding their team a couple months before the end of the season yeah. where it was, you know... Uh, Jeff Green out for Barnes and Stevenson, and then they just ditched him. Courtney Lee out for, I think, some other guys that they've maybe since ditched. But, you know, they they somehow still made the playoffs after that because of the incompetence of the other Western teams. And because Dave Yeager is such a good coach. But Dave Yeager is no longer there. Bye-bye. He's West Frank Vogel. Yeah, that makes um, no sense. If anything, he should have been given a raise for what Dave he did. Yeager was crying at the press conference saying it was like the toughest team he's ever coached in the hardest year, and then they let him go. It's a bummer. I love Dave Yeager. Well, he, uh, he did get a big raise. Yeah. He just had to go to another team to get it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Memphis has a very bad habit of firing coaches after winning seasons, um, and it is – just ridiculous. Well, last time they were right, though. I don't know if they're right this time. And who's the new coach? That guy from Miami whose name I can't remember. Uh, video yeah. coordinator extraordinaire. You've seen him in the background of a lot of championships. I saw him at Summer League. He's a guy. We don't really know his name. <laughs> but Joey's looking it up right now. Oh, am I? Oh, no. You don't have to. Um, I love. I do love the idea of Chandler Parsons just living in Memphis. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my question. Oh, okay. My question... Is what's life for Chandler Parsons going to be like in Memphis? I mean, don't, Beale Street—that—that's the big street, right? Yeah, I can see him partying, but it's not going to be on that level, you know. No, he's not going to be on Parsons' level. He's, he's not gonna living be- on—he can live that like Timberlake existence. It's true. Justin Timberlake does own the team, a uh, part of the team. There will be a, like um, luxury boxes uh, that will have celebrities in them occasionally because of that. But it's not going to be like even Dallas. Even Dallas has a better nightlife. Than he that. went out with Mark Cuban all the time. Yeah. So is is Chandler Parsons now the best looking man in Tennessee? Best looking Caucasian. Better in looking than Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just going to be perfectly honest. He's a handsome guy. Chandler Parsons. Both of them, Chandler and Peyton. <laughs> Peyton's good. He's a pitch man. He's You've handsome. got weird taste, man. <laughs> Dave, you have weird taste, <laughs> man. Um, how know. many times can Chandler Parsons go to Graceland before he gets bored? Boredom is definitely an issue that they're going to go through, but hopefully they're good enough that it won't matter. They should do that. You know, what they should do is they should go to that hotel where they lead the ducks through the lobby and just let Chandler Parsons live there, and he's the one who like parades the ducks around maybe that was part of his contract yeah, yeah. in his in his buffalo jeans <laughs> here's the, here's the thing that i'm afraid of what if because life in memphis is so boring that every time he goes to new york los angeles chicago 
uh, even Boston. No, maybe not Boston. <laughs> uh, Oakland, all these places. What if he just goes crazy and every road trip he's just like dragging ass? I mean, it's not going to matter because he's only healthy for like 30 games a year. So. so your prediction is he's going down again? I mean, he goes down all, every year. Yeah. I think he's going to go down on the entire female population <laughs> of Memphis. <laughs> all right. Uh, how many wins, guys? They won 42 last year. How many I mean, wins? If you win 42 games and you have that many injuries and you're – you're starting Jordan Farmar and Birdman, <laughs> then 52. I'm giving them a, a wow. big leap because they're they're a better team. They're a healthier team, hopefully. I'll give them – I think they're going to win 48 games. I also think about 48, yeah. The only concern that I have is, is Zach Randolph at the end of his career. Well, they have Brandon Wright. That's so I think it's he, all fine. I think Zach's going to be transitioning into uh, – Backup center. Bench. Like just bench scorer. He's going to be like mean Al Jefferson. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, he could be. He's a guy, another guy who could win sixth man of the year in that Al Jefferson God, role I was talking about last trend. week. Uh, okay, guys. We got to take a quick break here to talk about our sponsor. Today's sponsor is Sacramento DraftKings. We all love daily fantasy, right? It's a great way to compete against your friends co-workers and employees of daily fantasy companies who run thousands of computer simulations to determine the optimum lineups. But sometimes you want to compete against the pros. Pros like Sacramento Kings general manager Vlade Divac. At Sacramento Draft Kings, you draft a daily NBA roster, Vlade style. Each roster has five center slots and no point guards. Wing players must be 30 years or older. Three-pointers cost you points. There's a 10-point bonus if one of your players is photographed smoking a cigarette. And best of all, you don't have to deal with blocks or steals. When you're playing Sacramento DraftKings, defense doesn't matter at all. There's also Vivek Ranadive mode where your roster goes four on five against opponents for some reason. Why? We, 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 don't, we don't know. Just ask Malcolm Gladwell. If you sign up with the promo code ROUNDBALL, Rudy Gay will match your first $100 deposit, and you'll receive a free copy of Ty Lawson's field sobriety test video. Sacramento DraftKings, the only way the Kings will ever win anything. Um, thank you again, Sacramento DraftKings. I will be playing every day this season and hoping to make a little bit of money. But we have another team, Joey. The Dallas Mavericks, 42-40. and 40. Uh, the players they lost, sorry, real quick. Uh, the players they lost, Raymond Felton, David Lee, Zaza Pachulia, Ooh. and Chandler Parsons. Also, they waived JaVale McGee. Uh, I'm going to say again, another good list of players to have lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, players added, Andrew Bogut, Quincy Acey, Harrison Barnes, Seth Curry, and then they re-signed Darren Williams, Dwight Powell, and Dirk Nowitzki. Seems like basically the same team to me. Yeah. Minus uh, some dudes who didn't really play much. Yeah, I mean, Raymond Felton had a moment of glory in a playoff game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. The yeah. one game the Mavericks won between 25-point blowouts. And, yeah, I mean, I mean they, in, they kind of informally made a trade with the Warriors. Right. 
where they they traded Zaza and JaVale for Harrison Barnes <laughs> and Andrew, Andrew Pogut. <laughs> which, you got to say, the Mavs win that trade on paper. I mean, uh, Harrison Barnes? I don't know. You saw him in the finals. For just Zaza and JaVale McGee? Zaza, Zaza it, and Andrew Bogut are like the same, basically. I, I, I get, yeah, JaVale McGee for Harrison Barnes is not an upgrade. <laughs> You're right. I'm just saying I, I don't I don't know about Harrison Barnes in general. But anyway. Well, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think he's going to be – I watched a lot of Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be good for them. What do you think he brings to the team – that they're missing. This is not. I'm just curious. What do you think? Um. Well, I think I think uh, getting to touch the ball a lot is really going to help him out. There, there was that aspect of, in the finals, especially of he's not really active. <clears throat> he's not really active in the offense unless he's spotting up, right? And then just bricking because you're cold and you're not a part of the offense. Yeah. Is a, a well, and also they were so deep. It was like if he fucks up once, it's to the bench. Yeah. And it was like that his whole career. And they're paying him to be, you know, one of their top three guys. I don't know if Rick Carlisle will. I think Rick Carlisle's going to bench him a lot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think he could be pretty good. I think what he really brings to the team that they were really lacking is someone born in the 1990s. Those young <laughs> ligaments are really going to be something that Rick Carlisle is just going to enjoy having a 24-year-old man who can mm-hmm. play 42 minutes. Right. Like, I mean, it may be that he doesn't know how to deal with that, that he's normally used to figuring out how to use Charlie Villanueva. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still on the team. Just just <laughs> figuring out like old Jay Crowder plays uh-huh. that he could throw in there. But, you know, Harrison Burns is a disappointing piece of a finals team that would have been the best player on the 76ers, on yeah, Brooklyn Nets. Like- he would have been, you know, and in the East... I could have seen him like single-handedly winning a first-round series, provided he was able to play the Washington Wizards or the Boston Celtics. His numbers are basically the same as Marcus Morris's, and that is as a guy who never got to touch the ball or uh, shoot. Yeah, like that's pretty good. I mean, who knows what he's going to do? He I think he's going to have some highlights and some lowlights, but you know, it's a good team where he doesn't have to be a superstar. So that might be a benefit. He's I'll, not a role player, but he's not the guy. I'm going to say that at this point, Harrison Barnes is never going to be a superstar. Right. Yeah. But he's I could enough. see he's him played. having – I could see him three years into this deal being like the last reserve chosen for the Western Conference All-Star team, much like his role in the Olympics this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is a gold medalist, guys. Uh, so my question <laughs> – Just like Michael Redd. <laughs> My question for you guys is, uh, is Darren Williams underrated again? Again. Has it gone from him being underrated to the most overrated player to now, like, kind of underrated again? He had a pretty good year. Yeah. I mean, if we're comparing his level of esteem to where it was – when he was in Utah. People fucking Brooklyn. hate Darren Williams. Yeah, because he was a part of that horrendous Brooklyn Nets team mm-hmm. that was an affront to basketball. Um, but, like, I'd rather have Darren Williams than Derrick Rose. Yeah, no, I, I was... 
I definitely think that he is underrated now because so many like basketball hipsters have just taken a dump on him for so long. Of course, he's now he's underrated. I think I think also we have a tendency to conflate someone's talent with how underpaid or overpaid mm-hmm. they are. And, you know, Darren Williams just wasn't even playing and making $25 million a year. Right. And now he has a reasonable contract and does play and still cuts his own hair, I think. Mm-hmm. He definitely to... still cuts his own hair. We took him down a peg or two, didn't we, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I 100% agree. Question two, is Seth Curry good? No. God, no. He no. was pretty good last year in the last two months of the year. I don't think he's actually good. Boogie I mean, loves it, him. It depends on what you mean by, like, is good. He, is he a good guy to have as your 10th guy on the roster? Like, Can he okay. replace Raymond Felton is my question. No. I think he's an oak. I think he can be a backup point guard. Sure. I think he's in that that Austin Rivers. You got a great name. We want you to play, and you can have a good game here and there. But you're not ever going to be anything more than that guy who comes off the bench and has a, a good game here and there. I'm not. I'm not in on Seth Curry whatsoever. Okay, but I think he. You don't think he's a. You don't think he's a useful backup point guard. In I think the NBA. he's. I, I can see him being a useful backup. But I don't see him ever getting beyond that. I don't know if he would be a backup on half of the NBA teams. Um, I think he can be a backup for Dallas. I think he can be a backup for uh, – he'd probably start in New Orleans. Um, but, yeah, I don't – I'm not excited about him as a player, no. By the way, did you see what Austin Rivers did when he threw out the first pitch at a Dodger game recently? All I know is he got booed. What did he do? He got booed. He also dropped the ball, and he claimed he'd never thrown a baseball before. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't have a dad to play catch with him. <laughs> oh, Austin right. Rivers seems like he would have had like a pitch back. <laughs> or like just an Orlando Magic team employee who would show up every day and be like, hey, let me look at your homework. We got three Great. minutes. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks, Tree Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Healthy Wesley Matthews, Harrison Barnes, more Dirk, Darren Williams. Is that more than 42 wins? God, I mean, I think that's 42 wins. I think so, too. I mean, I think it's I think it's, it's weird that you have to pick a win total because I would just say they're the eighth seed. They're, whatever win total gets you the eighth seed, the Mavs will find a way to get there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the over. I'm going to say 45. Oh, okay, oh, like it's, it. it's a slight over. It's mm-hmm. not really going to matter too much to their eventual first round exit from the playoffs. But I think they'll be slightly better. They got rid of a lot of bad players. They added players that are slightly better. And Wesley Matthews is not coming off an, until, an Achilles tear anymore. Right. It takes so. a, it takes a season to yeah. come back from that. Yeah. 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 Forty-five. Um, all right. I like him. Yeah, I would say about forty-three. I gotta really quickly say that. This is a, a huge difference from the Eastern Conference where every team we talked about was like, these guys actually suck. And now <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, this is a pretty good team. All right. Just yeah. across the board. Yeah, I don't think any of us has sighed, and that's a first. Uh, the Pelicans. Uh, yeah. The, the Pelicans, Pelicans bum me out, man. Yeah. I couldn't even – I can't even talk about it. They're just depressing. It's like, well, what, what, what's happening? Like, uh, relocation, brain cancer, suicide. Uh, <laughs> Armed robberies, uh, uh, ACL tears, and hold us up. The coach that everyone loves' wife died. Like it's yeah. like, yeah, it's rough. 
Uh, all right. Uh, and finally, let's complete that Texas triangle. Ow! The San Antonio Spurs. Last year, they were 67-15. and 15. I think that's the best regular season record in their history. Uh, could be. <laughs> um, all right. They've lost a, they lost a lot of guys, you guys. They lost Tim Duncan, Boris Diaw, Boban, mm. and David West. It's a lot of beef. A lot of beef to yeah, lose. A lot of front court players. Uh, they added uh, that guy Dejounte Murray, who everyone thought was going to be a lottery pick, and then magically fell to the San Antonio Spurs. Like he's who thought that old. would happen? <laughs> he's 19 years old. He wears 115 pounds. Uh, and they also added Dwayne Dedman, Pau Gasol, and David Lee. Ooh. Is it me, or did all of the players that left a team join a team in this division? It's weird. <laughs> it's a weird, like, summer abroad program <laughs> where, yeah, guys were like, I really want to go to another team, but I also need to carry all my stuff in uh, this old jalopy that only goes 85 miles. <laughs> <laughs> Where can I change teams to? Oh, there it's are two like other teams in Texas? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Let's remember that the tax rate for millionaires is very low in Texas. True. That's probably true. part of it. Um, yeah, and I think I think the Spurs are also bringing over a bunch of uh, South American and European players, but who the hell knows? Oh, you mean Livio Jean-Charles? There, there's like two or three other guys. Yeah. There's an Argentine. But... We don't know anything about those guys. Yeah. They'll probably be fine because they're international players who will join the Spurs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my question, uh, how is this team better? It's not. They're not it's, better. There's no. no way they're going to to match their win total from last year, which was pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, Pau Gasol replacing Duncan – Slash Diaw is not an upgrade in any way, except well, I mean, I offensively, guess d- offensively, yes, but and David Lee's your Diaw replacement, uh, like know. a guy who can be uh, can kind pass. of frustrating, yeah. but can pass and yeah. like do weird things on defense. Do you think on like, offense? I'd rather think, have Diaw. <laughs> do you yeah, for da- sure. <laughs> do you think dads in France really like Boris Diaw the way that dads in America really like David Lee? Probably. Just like a kind of pudgy guy who does fundamental things correctly. Yeah. Um, now, granted, granted, 67 and 15 is a really good that's record. It's a very good record, and I just don't see them getting close to that when you're, when you're talking about them uh, not being as good defensively. This is, this is a team that's not going to score a lot of points, but they're also not going to prevent players. I mean, they I still have Kawhi Leonard, I the think defensive they are. player of the Kawhi year. Kawhi and LaMarcus are going to have to really have great seasons. I agree with you halfway, but I think they are going to score a lot of points. I think they were third in offense last year, and they've added Gasol and, you know, some, some older guys are gone. I really think it's going to be a weird team to watch, especially because you're basically looking at all of these teams in the Southwest Division, and... Four out of the five of them have sacrificed defense for offense yeah. this offseason. Like, very extremely. Like, Houston can't really guard anyone. The Spurs' defense is probably going to be, you know, it's never going to be terrible with Popovich, but it's not going to be anything special. But 
you also might have like four of the league's top six or seven offenses in this division. It, it almost seems to me like all of the contending teams in the Western Conference just thought, you know what, there's no way we're going to stop the Warriors, so let's not try. Let's just try to score more points than them, and let's try to play yeah. their brand of basketball. And it, you know, it it wasn't that unsuccessful when the Blazers tried it in the playoffs. Right. So here's my – I have two questions for this team. First off, is LaMarcus Aldridge the least inspiring superstar in the NBA? Do you think he's a superstar? I would go that far. Of like, Do you think that – not even like – How his, good is LaMarcus yeah, Aldridge? Yeah, that's really the question. But also, isn't he a bummer? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, his game is boring. But you could say the same th- thing about Tim Duncan in the mid-2000s. Oh, he's got a boring game. He basically, you know, posts up and does his little fall away thing or whatever. A lot of garbage buckets. And I think Lamarcus is just all those mid range. I don't jumpers. think I'm going to say your Laker bias maybe yeah. came out in talking about mid 2000s. Tim Duncan. Well, no, they were, it wasn't fun. The, that was a period of the sure. NBA that wasn't super popular. It wasn't as popular as it is today. It certainly wasn't as popular as it was. But Tim the Duncan Dun- is like the greatest power forward of all time. I just don't think Lamarcus Aldridge is. LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking more about just style of play as opposed to, you know, quality. And LaMarcus Aldridge also, you're right, is not as good as Tim Duncan. He's not even maybe in the top five power forwards in the, in the league. I could probably – I mean, I don't want to try right now, but right. I'm sure we could all name five power forwards if we had to that were better than him. I don't really know if we could do that. I think he – I think it's just weird that he – is objectively an elite player. He makes the All-Star team every year. He deserves to. You know, everybody thinks he's good. But there's something about watching him. It's, I don't know if it's his style of play, but even Portland fans didn't seem particularly upset to lose they him. They did not give a shit no, when he left. And <laughs> That was an easy decision, LaMarcus. And versus. he was definitely, you know, he was the second best player on a 67-win team. And yet, thinking about him, I'm just like, why like <laughs> like and he's good he's legitimately good he rebounds he scores points he can play defense what is it about him i think it's the way he carries himself on the court there's not a lot of passion there's not a lot of uh charisma intangibles that shouldn't matter obviously especially yeah. in a place like san antonio where it's not about that stuff yeah he's um, like the nba's version of becker where you're this like, yeah, yeah, where where everyone's like, Becker was on for ten years. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I've definitely won multiple bets with people who are like, yeah, Becker was on for like two seasons. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Let me tell you, there are over a hundred episodes, like over under on episodes of Becker. They'll be like, I don't know, forty, and I'm like, a hundred and seven. <laughs> like, I think I think Lamarcus Aldridge is gonna end his career, and he'll be like, like. In the top twenty in scoring, and like everyone's gonna be like, "Fucking what?" And people are just like, "What?" And they're like, "No, no, no, he's a Hall of Famer." And people are like, "I don't think so." And they'll say, "But he made eleven All Star teams. Yeah. He was in the playoffs all the time." He's NBA Becker for a sure. shrug. How how old is he? Because he's sneaky older. Than he's, he's thirty. Thir- just thirty. He's drafted in two thousand six. Thirty two for some reason. Thirty. Okay, so he's not that. Tyrus old. Thomas, the Chicago Bulls traded him for Tyrus Thomas on draft day. He and Bargnani were drafted at the same. Wow. Uh, same draft. All right, and finally, wow. My last question, and I think a good question to finish the episode with. Uh, 
Now that his NBA spouse Tim Duncan is gone, will Coach Popovich turn into the NBA coach version of a divorced dad? Where he's just secretly pining for his his lost. I think I think he might kind of let himself go. You know, like he's he's used to Duncan kind of being that reliable presence. He's gonna be a little lost. That that beard's just gonna get a little mangier. He's kind of like snapping at Kawhi on the bench for no reason. Uh, he's still got uh, Tony Parker. He's still got I think he's gonna trade Tony Parker in for a faster. Prettier oh convertible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see that hot oh, little Australian right. number like Patty Mills. <laughs> that would be so sad. Oh, man. God, that would stop. be amazing if, if he went full divorce, Dad, and they were like, who's starting at point guard? They're like, I don't know, some masseuse he met on a road trip to Miami? <laughs> My tennis instructor. <laughs> what, are the, uh, what are the over-unders here for this one, guys? It's 56 and a half. So they're so Vegas. They is won basically, sixty-seven last year. So are they going to be ten games worse than last year? I think they are. Yeah, I'm going to go fifty-seven, and, uh, so slightly over fifty-seven. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I think that number's pegged pretty well. Yeah. Fifty-two. Wow! Wow! What, is it the defense that you're concerned about? Uh, it's Tony Parker. It's yeah. just I just think Tony Parker's going to be way fucking worse. He didn't look great in the Olympics. Right, and I don't think Patty Mills or DeJounte Murray can cover for him anymore. I still think they're really good. Like like I think they're going to be significantly worse and they're still going to win. I would go 58 59 games just cuz no. they get a full season of Patty Mills, you know. We've That'll cover to, yeah. some some slack. I think Manu's going to really do something special. We talked about them uh, declining for so many years. I just don't feel comfortable saying that they're gonna, you know, really hit the skids. Um, I'm also worried. Uh, I don't know if they're bringing Matt Bonner back. I don't know if oh, you yeah, can he lose Bonner and Duncan. I heard they're bringing back a, a bringing over a European. I think he's Lithuanian. That crazy Spurs fans are insane mm-hmm. on the internet. By the way, if you want to <laughs> dip into that batch of crazy check out spurs twitter or spurs blogs uh they refer to this euro as white durant <laughs> and i heard another evaluator said best case he's matt bonner <laughs> <laughs> which i mean would be a, like it'd be cool if they had 20 year old euro bonner but it's a, it's a disparity in, in terms of talent i don't i don't know if you can lose duncan and bonner you guys you're ripping it a heart out. I know. <laughs> well, you know, there's only one solution. Steven Jackson's going to have to come back. Yeah. Captain Jack. Um, one last thing we have to do before we close this show out. The Golden State Warriors 2016-2017 have a contest. Who were they playing this week? We had a request for this, actually. Oh, we did. Kevin O'Shea's brother, Sean O'Shea, wanted to know if the Golden State Warriors, the 2016-17 Golden State Warriors, could beat Lincoln's famous team of rivals. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to quibble with that. I will not challenge that. That is a great idea. Joey, can you explain to us who Lincoln's team of rivals is? Well, I've seen the movie Lincoln, so it's David Strathairn, James Spader, (laughs) Tommy Lee Jones... 
John Hawks. I don't. I don't think Tommy Lee Jones is a member of the team. <sighs> He's just a regular. Sean, rival. you you're smarter than Tommy I am. Lee Jones. Why don't you walk us through this? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> All right, I can take you through this. Uh, the team of rivals. Uh, it's a bunch of people that ran for the Republican nomination in 1860. Lincoln's rivals that he then incorporated into his cabinet, much like Barack Obama nominating Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. for Secretary of State. Uh, so this team of rivals, uh, his cabinet had Attorney General Edward Bates, Secretary of the Treasury Salmon P. Chase, mm-hmm. and Secretary of State William Seward. Uh, this was actually a uh, a book by Doris Kearns Goodwin. Is is what team of rivals is? Mm-hmm. So uh, so there's four guys in Lincoln. That's the team. Four guys and Lincoln. Yes, that is the team. Lincoln, I'm going to say he's the big man. He's the man yeah, in the yeah. middle. <laughs> and uh, you've also got, uh, oh, sorry, who's Mr. Mister Stanton? Seward, Chase, Bates. And then we got uh, Edwin M. Stanton, mm. our Secretary of War. Bruce McGill. Yeah, Bruce oh. McGill, who was in um, National Lampoon's Animal House. He was uh, D-Day. Oh, so yeah. I think you got to have him down. So you've got straight Thern, you've yeah. got D Day, uh, definitely <laughs> the point guard. You got you got William Seward, mainly famous for his purchase of Alaska. He was also stabbed. Russia. He was stabbed. He was attacked by a knife. Lived through it. So he's he's pretty tough. He's yeah. like an Allen Iverson. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Uh, also a lawyer, and uh, you know he expanded the territory. Also, also continued in the Andrew Johnson administration. So he's versatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can play in any kind of style of cabinet. You know, Lincoln's ca- Lincoln played at a pretty fast pace. Andrew Johnson slowed it down a little bit. Uh, so <laughs> I think I think he's your three. Okay, right. And maybe he's got like kind of a Trajan Langdon, Carlos Boozer, Alaskan basketball mm-hmm. flavor to him. Uh, Salmon P. Chase. I'm saying he's a point guard. He's crafty. Uh, he was the first person to uh, create the greenback, mm-hmm. which is the paper currency. Yep. And when he made currency, he would put his face on all of it to try to make himself more famous because he was angling to run for president in 1864 against Lincoln. Mm. Um, he was also depicted on the $10,000 bill for a couple of years. That uh, guy's fucking tight. So I mean, that's... He's like a J.R. Smith kind of guy. Yeah, and yeah. he also put <laughs> yeah. In God We Trust on the money, which means that I'm going to say the team of rivals will be standing for the national anthem. Mm. They're going to get a lot of, lot of traction Curry with the says, sports writer community. Curry said he was probably going to stand. <laughs> well, he's probably talking to his people about, is this a good idea? Will Under Armour be upset about that? Uh, Salmon Chase, a little bit of a clubhouse lawyer, though, constantly threatening to quit. Ooh. On Lincoln uh, to try to J.R. Smith. Yeah. All right. Uh, I and then, oh, sorry, one more, one more person, Edward Bates. Uh, this is, you know, our Attorney General. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say that what really stands out for him is that uh, he was the U.S. Attorney General. He has stood next to someone. Uh, he he's been the second in a duel, quite a bit. So he's going to he be came good. In if, second in the duel. No, he was someone second. Oh, okay. In the duel. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I was like, "How is he not dead?" <laughs> no, so he's he's good. I think he's definitely your shooting guard. Yeah, sure, what I'm sure. yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, he was anti-emancipation. Okay, so, so that's uh, uh, that. That might be weird when he goes up against Kevin Durant. Yeah. I think Draymond's gonna uh, 
take the low road, yeah. so to speak. Um, My question is, what is the format? Is this a basketball game? Is it's this, a basketball game. It's not a debate. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a basketball game. Because a debate, uh, they would do well. Yeah. <laughs> I think Clay Thompson be- is not going to be able to hold his own in policy. However, I do think he can take Edward Bates to the hole. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say basketball was not invented yet, so... 2016, 2017, Warriors in a route. In a route. Yeah, uh, on that note, I will also say that most of these men were probably very sickly and probably that is true. drank mm-hmm. quite a bit of alcohol mm-hmm. and probably did not do much exercise. So one of them or more of them might die mm-hmm. during a, this game. You're, you're, you are completely correct because even without the exertion of a basketball game, the entirety of the team of rivals, even if you're saying this game would be played in 1861, the beginning of Lincoln's administration, the entire team of rivals would be dead within 12 years. <laughs> so This might be the worst matchup we've given. Not unlike, so it's like a team of Richard Jeffersons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could see, I mean, it just, it just, yeah, and, and they're wearing hats and waistcoats, it's they're not going to be able to compete with the Lincoln's speed of getting the Warriors. dunked on. They might be concerned about showing so much skin if they had to wear, you know, like uh, shorts. I think yeah. I think we allow them to wear those bathing suits, those old timey <laughs> bathing suits. Now, now, if the Warriors have to play in top hats, does that make a difference? No, no. Okay. Uh, only if you can't uh, have a legal basket unless you're wearing it, because they'll fall off. Obviously, if you're running yeah. full speed. And uh, I think the Warriors could beat them not running full speed. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what if what if the Warriors bench secedes from the regular Warriors starting unit and And joins joins the the team team of of rivals? rivals? (laughs) And then so none of the team of rivals is playing basketball. then. Yeah, it becomes an inner squad matchup because honestly, specifically Edward Bates, having looked at him. Is going to be able to last about two minutes. He's not even going to make it to the mandatory timeout before he is basically vomiting up something terrible. Uh, I think he probably has gout. (laughs) Their only chance is if a failed actor comes out and murders Steph Curry (laughs) during halftime, correct? Yeah, that's true. It would have to be like an actor who also worked for Nike. Who mm-hmm. would jump off the stage? Kevin and yell, Hart, Six Semper, <laughs> Under Armourist. That would be. <laughs> yeah, this is the worst. We, we could have done better than this. These it was a request. Terrible. We got to. I know, I know, I know. This is they they put up less of a fight than the cast of Cheers. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the up Cheers a picture. Had, Cheers had Kevin McHale. That's true. They, they did have a little leg up. When I'm gonna, after this episode goes live, I will put up a picture of Edward Bates, and you're going to see just what a mismatch you're looking at right here. Um, well, he doesn't well, even look like he's capable of sitting in the chair he's pictured in. Oh my god, he's missing a leg. It's, it looks like he's missing a leg. He. He's. He's. Whole, oh, it's. I think he's missing one of his limbs. <laughs> And he's your starter. He's starting. Uh, Guys out there, if you have requests for who the Warriors should play throughout the season as we're coming up closely on the season, please either email us uh, at roundballrockpod or roundballrockpod at gmail.com or just go to our Twitter and tweet at roundrockpod. 
and let us know who you want the Warriors to play. Other than that, this is this has been a great episode. Sean, anything to promote this week? Uh, you can see the business every Monday at Little Joy. Uh, I'll have a set of Chris Garcia and I will have made a new set of videos for Moss May Horror coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. So pay attention to my Twitter or whatever. They're going to be really funny. Great. Uh, and I uh, just recorded a Ringer wrestling podcast that will also already have been up for a while. Did you plug this podcast on that podcast? I was not allowed. Not what? I wasn't allowed. There was no plugs portion at the end. Oh, and I was also on the Canon podcast. The um, Nick Cannon's podcast? I wish. No, the Canon um, is an Earwolf podcast. Did you plug about. this podcast on that podcast? I was not allowed to do that. What do you that. mean you were not allowed? It, it didn't come up. It didn't come up. No. There's a lot of can't versus won't here. I think I'm just I think I'm just ashamed of you two. I think we just became a team of rivals. <laughs> uh anyway, we will be back next week. Which division, guys? I think the Pacific Division. It's time. We're ending the Pacific Division. All right, fine. Well Northwest, we'll, baby. Northwest Division. We'll see some Portland Trailblazers out there finally. Goodbye. Tony <laughs> P Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.